Hello, welcome back to Careless Whisper, the podcast where you know we are the men that will fight for your honor. Mm. We are the heroes that you've been dreaming of. Something about living forever, yeah. something about knowing together. That's right, we're talking about <laughs> the glory of love. Yes. Peter Cetera. The glory of pod. The glory of pod. We did it all for the glory of pod. Good to be back, Gary. It is. I'm Gary, by the way. Yeah, I'm Jeremy. Jez. Jez. Um, Jezebel. Jezebel. Yeah. yeah. So, look, hotly anticipated uh, episode, if you're me. <laughs> <laughs> and nobody else. Uh, nobody else. This week we are talking about uh, Peter Cetera's... Yes. 1986, I believe. Um, and look, we're, we're not going to hold back. We're not we going to hold back. We're going to sweep the leg of this episode. <laughs> of this episode. <laughs> it was 1986 that this song was released. Mm. Now, Peter Cetera, for those ah. who are unfamiliar, um, is from a little band called Chicago. Chicago. Saturday in the Park. At all. At all. <laughs> The only song that I'm really familiar with. But, uh, oh, hard for me to say I'm sorry. Yes. Um, if you leave me now. If you that's leave, a, oh, that's a corker. Okay, I do no more. <laughs> they had a few bangers uh, just over a couple. their time. Yes. But um, this, this song was from his first, Peter Cetera's first solo album exactly right. after he left Chicago. Chicago. Yeah. Now... Uh, the band, not the city. <laughs> no, he, he stayed in the, the city, I, I guess. Okay. He was probably in the Bahamas by then or something. Oh, yeah, probably. probably. But uh, the album is called Solitude slash Solitaire. Hmm. Now, I was thinking, since that Interesting. this was his first solo album outside of Chicago, shouldn't he have called it Et Cetera? I want you to know <laughs> that that was my fucking nickname for him oh, as well. So we got we so got, we got his nickname. We got the nickname pretty early on in the episode. Well, is, I thought I was going to say is uh, Ed, Ed, Ed Cetera, <laughs> Ed Cetera, <laughs> Ed Edward Cetera, Ed Cetera. Okay, et cetera. we got it. We got it. Anyway, good old etc. <laughs> so who was Chicago? Chicago. Uh, they had a few dingers in their time. Now I've got to say I'm not. I've, I've never been a huge fan of Chicago, mm. but uh, the the band, the band, not the city, not the okay. city, because we would hate for anyone from Chicago to, to think that no, we didn't. fuck them. I'm not a big fan of them either. Oh, the city, not the band. Yeah, yeah. Both. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Both. No, I love you, Chicago. Please don't. It's a hell of a town. Yes, please don't. Uh, you know, throw Shoot a me. pizza slice at me or whatever <laughs> they do. <laughs> Chicago. <laughs> I always love these ones when it's been a while between drinks. You know what I mean? It takes us a while to warm up. But anyway. But ever since we started doing Careless Wisp Pod, mm. you have been adamant that we mm. would have to cover Chicago or Peter Cetera at or, some or time. Ed. Or Ed Cetera. Ed so Cetera. I just wanted to know what your history with the band is, why you love them so much, the what what got you into Chicago? Man, they're not the, the funny thing is, it's a strictly best of relationship. Do you know what I mean? Sure. It's a strictly best of relationship for me. Like I just you know, I'm a sucker for a power ballad, man. Right. I'm a sucker for a power ballad, and that's what they do. They do it in that's droves. That's what they do it in droves. 
So, um, so you're not really into the deep cuts on the album, really. It's more just. Do you know the, the funniest thing is that I think by the time Ed Cetera mm-hmm. left Chicago yeah. to do his first the the, the band. Oh, sorry, the band, not obviously not the city. Yes. Um, well, anyway, um, <laughs> he had been with Chicago, the, the band. band. For I think eighteen fucking years. Yeah, right. Before he went to do his first solo record, uh-huh. and I think at that stage the band were on their seventeenth studio album, and right. that that was so he was twenty years. He was two decades in. Wow. Before he'd even left, you know. Um, interesting. I watched the VH. Which was a VH1 or VHS? VH1. Yeah. VH1 behind the music. Yes. And that episode is as middle of the road as that band. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, they're a band that should, shouldn't have been big. Sure. But they had 17 albums, multiple number one yeah. hits. And I think towards the end, weren't they just calling the albums the number of the album that they were up to? Wasn't it like the last... Two words called 16 and 17. Oh, exactly right. So, so I think it was after the first couple, they had a manager that just went, nah, we're not going to put you, you know, we're not going to put your faces on the album cover. We're going to have this logo. Yeah. And we're not going to fucking give any of their albums names. It's just Chicago. You know right. what I mean? So Chicago, it wasn't them Chicago. running out of ideas. It no, was it was like, a, it was a specific marketing kind yeah, of thing. Right. right. And what happened was, I think when MTV happened... Mm-hmm. And they started doing video clips because it was quite a democratic process. It was multiple singers, but when um, MTV happened and they had to start started having to make videos, Ed was right up the front, <laughs> etc. I love that we call him Ed. Like I've totally forgotten his name right now. <laughs> Petey boy, Petey boy, <laughs> Petey boy, or Ed, Petey boy, or Ed to his friends, yes. um, Eddie baby, Eddie baby. Um, <laughs> Bit of a Monty Python reference. Reference there for anyone out there. Um, but yeah, so when MTV came along, they had to make uh, videos. Uh, Ed was up front, and all of a sudden, he was in the limelight, mm-hmm. and he was like, "No, nah, I'm, I'm out." But it was—I'm just sort of still astounded by that. Was 18 years in, two decades in, like, and I think by all account, I think they're still bloody touring. I did see this. You'll love it. I love this sentence. In 2010. Just as they had already done in 1999 and 2008, Chicago toured with the Doobie Brothers oh, man. and would do so again in 2017. <laughs> Too much of a good thing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Too many Doobies with the brothers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, man. But I would go to that show, though. Mm. Was, was Ed... Hungy P. Was Ed with them? Oh, goodness, no. No. Oh, goodness, no. No, no. Because I, I watched some very awkward interviews with old Ed Cetera. Oh, uh, yeah. And um, they were all very fucking awkward. It just doesn't... It, it, <laughs> I think that's probably why I like... Like, the songs are phenomenal. These power ballads are phenomenal. But you know, how? How? You know what I mean? Did you... <laughs> it's not, not, not um, you know, the definition of handsome. You know, he's not textbook no. handsome necessarily. And I, I don't think he wrote a lot of the more successful songs that he did. With it, with this song in particular, it was written by so it was his him then wife and his Diane Nini 
and uh, his regular collaborator, collaborator from Chicago, David, uh, David Foster. Foster. So David Foster came in later in the piece and sort of helped, because uh, at the time uh, Chicago had sort of, so um, they were in a bit of a lull, mm-hmm. and they'd fired their manager, and they got David Foster. The only reason I know David Foster is I saw years ago on MTV one of those horrible reality shows uh-huh. where it like followed him around and his two fucking rich brat cunt sons. <laughs> <laughs> what was it called? I, I can't remember what it was called. It sounds like you uh, foster some ill oh, for Christ's <laughs> sake. <laughs> Gary. Oh, besides his sons being on reality TV, David Foster worked with Chicago. He actually worked yeah. with George Harrison, Earth, Wind & Fire. He was in uh, Chuck Berry's backup band. Oh, and he worked with a whole bunch of other well, there you acts go. as well. In 2016, it was announced that the original drummer, uh, Danny Seraphine, who they booted out, mm-hmm. would join the current lineup of Chicago for the first time in over 25 years for the Hall of Fame induction ceremony. Yeah, right. Peter Cetera chose not to attend. Ed. Ed. Sorry, I asked for him by P- name. Petey Boy. Petey Boy. Chose not to attend. And he, he apparently wouldn't be in the, the, the doco I watched. Like, yeah, he's just not about it anymore. Yeah, right. He 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 didn't fight for their honour. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, we digress. That's Chicago. That's right? Chicago. But we're here to talk about Ed. Ed. Ed Cetera. He was, Ed Cetera. He, he went on. As et cetera is like to do. So basically, this I'm still I've said this three times. I'm still sounded twenty years in. He decided to go solo, <laughs> yeah, right? Um, and he because uh, he wanted this thing because he saw uh, another um, another uh, Wispod favorite, Philby, uh, Phil Collins, Phil Collins, the Collander, um, uh, the Collander. Philby um, is Phil. Oakley that was Phil. Oakley. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she is the kind of girl we dream of. Um, <laughs> The colander. the colander. He sort of saw the colander uh, doing um, his sort of thing away from Genesis. So the colander was like, while he was still with Genesis, he was doing his own sort of mm, thing, right? And so uh, Peter Cetera was like, I kind of want to do the same thing. I want to go and do my own thing when Chicago's not touring. He could um, f- feel it in the air, would you say? He could feel it coming. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um and the other band were like, no, so he's like, I'm going to bail. So they bailed. Anyway, away he goes. And he had this song, uh, this is probably on your notes, originally written for Rocky IV. Rocky IV, that's correct. Originally written for Which Rocky IV. Which is a great soundtrack. It's got some uh, James Brown on there. I mean, I can see this working in Rocky IV, quite I, frankly. So could I. Uh, what was the song that they ended up going with? So this is the one with uh, the Eye of the Tiger. Eye of the Tiger, of course. This is the one with Eye, Eye of the Tiger. But I, One Way Street by Go West. Now, that's <laughs> another band I hope to have on the pod at some uh, some point. Well, Living in America by James yeah. Brown could definitely come onto Kayla's uh, Whisper. I also think Double or Nothing by Gladys Knight and Kenny Ooh. Loggins. Kenny Loggins? Uh, the, the log the log the, the log bomb. <laughs> yeah. The log jammer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we, we finally t- kind of touched on him and it was an invisible touch almost. Yeah. Uh, when we did uh, We Are The World, I think. I think he was in the chorus for that, or was he one of the well, singers? Well, it Maybe. is funny that you mention uh, We Are The World, Gary. Is it just? Because 
the producer of, uh, or one of the producers of Glory of Love was uh, Michael O'Martian, or yes. Michael O'Martian. Yes, I did uh, look I this guy up. He was an engineer or assistant producer on We Are The World. Ah, well, I didn't know that part. Head back to he, he our was... episode to... Look, I know we're talking about a different song, but it's just a great... It's another reminder to anyone that hasn't seen that video clip to We Are The World, mm-hmm. just... Give it a watch. Yeah. Especially for Bob Dylan. Yeah. But uh, Mike, Michael O'Martian, uh, or my favorite Martian, as I like to call him... Uh, <laughs> He was the keyboard player on this uh, track. Yeah, as well. he was. Uh, he also worked with the likes of Christopher Cross, who did the theme song for Arthur. Now, <laughs> there's another one. That that's another one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he worked with Dolly Parton, Whitney Houston, Rod Stewart, Donna Summer, and more. Bangers. All bangers. Bangers. Yeah, but it's funny you mentioned We Are The World, because uh, mm. I read that and I thought, oh, you little... You know the one uh, glaring thing we haven't said yet? What's that? Well, it was on the soundtrack for Karate Kid 2. That's oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, he, re- he wrote it and pitched it for Rocky IV. Now, now my sweep the leg joke from the beginning. Now of the it all comes back. Sense. That's right. Um, <laughs> you know, I actually rewatched for... Because uh, I hadn't seen it in a long time, I rewatched Karate Kid two for the, just for the podcast, uh, and I gotta say, holds up. Yeah, holds up. They don't number make... two compared to number one. How, how do you feel there? I, I still like. I still feel like number one was the superior movie, mm-hmm. but number two had a lot of great moments in it. Yeah, I feel like you know what came on the TV the other day was three. Three came on the uh-huh, other day. Yeah. Ah oh, man, it, it it had a darker tone to it. It I did. Feel. It was was that was that in Japan again? No, that one was back, and 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 he had he had a the old sensei, the old the the old bad sensei's sweep the leg. That sensei, oh, he was yeah, sort yeah. of like he was a bum. The he Cobra was down, Kai, the guy. Cobra Kai guy. Yeah. He was down and out. And so he gets his mate to like pretend to be Danny's friend, and then he ends up with like it was yeah, it got really like yeah, it was a bit of a psycholo- had a psychological edge to it. I, might have to I didn't like it. it. <laughs> I didn't like it. It scared me a little bit, you know. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, you gotta love a good uh, nose honk, like mm. uh, Mr. Miyagi does, and Daniel does. a oh, spoiler alert! See, yeah, that well, that's in the first one, right? Uh, Miss Miyagi does it in the first one. Does Danny do it in the first one as well? Daniel? Oh, does he do it in the second one? He does it in the second one, yeah. Uh, no, Dan- oh, okay. That's a throwback right to the, the first end. one. Yeah, yeah, right. I see. Look, it was a popular song. Let's let's not pretend it wasn't. Sure. It's I- Ed's song. So what we usually do... I'd be do- hard-pressed to pretend that it wasn't. Well, um, well, what we usually do... Yes. Is you usually quiz me on where you think, because you're usually the one that's done most of the research. That's right. Flipping it on its head here this evening. That's right. Um, just wait to the next episode. Um, <laughs> uh, I'm going to quiz you. We should do chart me up. One, two, three, four. Chart me up. If you chart me up, sweep the leg. I like that. Very nice. I like that. I do feel like we need a new name for that segment and a new theme song. Oh, okay. But we'll think about that. We'll maybe, maybe yeah. Write in and uh, <laughs> right in. Uh, yeah. 
There's two parts of this segment, Gary. Okay. Okay, so the first one, we're going to do Chart Me Up. Okay, now, it was number one in the US adult contemporary. Uh, just to clarify for new listeners. Yeah. Uh, this is the peak position in the weekly charts yep. around the time that the song was yep, released. That's exactly right. Yes. Yeah, that's exactly right. So it was number one in the US adult contemporary chart. Now, I do want to draw attention to the fact that there was an adult contemporary chart. That's right. Yeah. yeah. That's, Halcyon days. That, that came up a few times. That's come up a few times mm. in Chart Me Up over the over the uh, episodes. Over the Power Ballad episodes. <laughs> yep. Um, now, it was number one in the US Billboard Hot 100. Mm-hmm. Okay. Switzerland, number five. Right. Sweden, number one. Norway, number two. Mm. Austria, number 11. Right. Australia. Where was it? Okay. Well. Fingers on the buzzers. No confirmed. <laughs> I, I've got I to gotta show you my um, working out like in a maths problem at <laughs> yeah. school. Can we, can we edit in some like <laughs> scribbling, <laughs> scribbling sounds? Sound? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just imagine that I did that. I'm probably going to be too lazy to do it in there. <laughs> I'm going to say the success. I'm going to say Karate Kid 2 was probably a very popular movie in Australia. Because mm-hmm. the first one sure was. I know I fucking loved it when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Does it have New Zealand? What it came uh, It does have New Zealand. Yeah. That's, that's a great question. Thank you. Thank you. Using all the uh, information available. Number 25. 25 in New, in New Zealand. Oh, that's making me rethink everything. Not <laughs> just, just this, not just this. Not just your this, life. My life. My life choices. <laughs> I just realized what we're doing uh, by recording this podcast. And, um, you sort of get oh boy. <laughs> tunnel vision. Yeah. I took a wrong turn somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Should have turned left at Albuquerque. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, 25 in New Zealand. Mm. Wow. So look, usually New Zealand is a very good barometer to mm. kind of guess where it came in Australia, but not always. Not always. I w- okay, I was going to say number two, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I'm going to say number 16. Ah, interesting. I see what you've done there. And you've gone in the right direction, but unfortunately, you've you've overexerted yourself. Oh, man, now I know what you feel like every episode. <laughs> <laughs> I never overexert myself in an episode. Now I know what you feel like. So you often get the charts. Uh, number nine. Number nine. Number nine in Australia. <sighs> so I, I mean, I feel like we liked it. I went too far. We liked it, you know. But I've got a little something special for you. I've got a little bonus round. For the first time, I think, in Wispod history, I can, with confidence, introduce uh, the the subsection of Chart Me Up. Oh, so not Zimbabwe or the Highway. It is Zimbabwe or the Highway. Oh, shit. I have found the chart from the 24th of August, 1986. Holy shit. From South Africa. Holy shit. Welcome to Zimbabwe Zimbabwe or the the Highway. Get your Zimbabwe or the Highway shirt. From Redbubble, Careless Whispod. Uh, <laughs> it's my way or Zimbabwe or Zimbabwe the highway. Zimbabwe or the highway. I want you to tell me, where was it on the week of the 24th of August? In the, I'll, I'll give you this. It, in the top 30. In the top 30. It's in the top 30. It's in the top 30. I'm going to say... Mm, 
I'm going to say... Zimbabwe the highway. First time on the podcast. I'm going to say Karate Kid 2 wasn't as popular in South Africa. Maybe. Uh, I'm going to say it was... It's in the top 30. I'm going to say it's number 29. <sighs> 10 off number 19. 19. So they, they quite liked it. But you know what I do want to draw your attention to? on The, 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 uh, the week of the 24th of August, 1986. Mm-hmm. I want to just sort of read out what's in the chart. Sure. What was number one? Number one was George Michael's A Different Corner. I can't say I know it. Don't know. But uh, number five was the Bengals' Manic Monday. Oh, uh, that, that could be on the podcast. Um, or what like an Egyptian. Number seven, Lionel Richie's Dancing on the Ceiling. Uh, the Linoleum Lover. The Linoleum Lover himself. Come up on the podcast numerous times. Oh, number 11, Robert Palmer's Addicted oh, to Love. Oh, we did an episode on that one. Uh, number 12, Peter Gabriel's Sledgehammer. Oh, it's like they went through. Holy shit! Number fourteen, Falco's Rock Me Amadeus. Rock Me Amadeus probably won't end up on Taylor Swift. No, probably not. <laughs> um, let's see what else we got here. Dire Straits, Walk of Life, number twenty-four. Oh. Stevie Winwood's Higher Love at twenty-five. Wow, so uh, Glory of Love. Beat them out, but uh, Genesis Invisible Touch 29. Right. Well, how long were those songs though in the charts before Glory of Love came along? I, so I they might have been, they might have been higher in the chart. Anyway, look, anyway, let's look, not get too technical and sharping up. Can I actually just state for the record? I think we've got some deep diving to do mm-hmm. because I think I've just found a blog for all of the South African singles charts. Oh, shit. <laughs> stay tuned. Oh, I knew for, we could, yeah, stay tuned for a deep dive into Z- Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe on the, the highway. highway. But that was Zimbabwe on the highway. Mm. Uh, let's get on to some more of our segments. Can we do... Yeah. Did Weird Al do it? Yes, we can. All right, this is our segment, Did Weird Al do it? <laughs> where we ask the question, did Weird Al do a parody of this song? And if not, we give our suggestions for the title uh, his parody could take and maybe you know the main thrust of the parody okay yeah i, I feel like you've done a bit of preparation here Gary. <laughs> maybe a couple okay. of, look i don't have any good ones but i've got ones <laughs> i've got ones <laughs> i've got ones but no he did not parody uh, the glory of love uh, I feel like it'd be a hard song to parody because it's already, it would it's already a bit of a joke. It it is very basic. It's a great song, <laughs> but it, it is yeah yeah yeah. It it is very basic. And look, I I didn't come up with any food based uh, names. That's all right. Widow doesn't just do food he now. Doesn't just do uh, food. So, Ella, have you heard of his song uh, "Lost in the Drive Through"? Yes. Uh, which was a, a Jay Z song or an Usher or one of those uh, popular guys. American uh, uh, hip hop artists. Hip hop artists, yeah. yeah. Uh, so in that, this one, it's a guy who's in a building for the first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it gets a bit <laughs> lost. He should have been. He should have been in the story above. I also think that uh, Weird Al likes minutia, like uh, just really kind of weird subjects. 
So you could go into the history of uh, handwear with the, oh, story. <laughs> <laughs> with the story of gloves. Uh, but that's all I had. <laughs> do you have any weird? Yeah, I do actually. Oh yeah, hit me. <laughs> I figured, uh, like, because of uh, the connection with Karate Kid Two, mm-hmm. that maybe uh, Weird Al's like video clip could sort of parody that sure. with Weird Al playing the part of some kind of martial art expert. Oh, I like this. But idea. it's a very specific kind of martial art. Yeah. Um, and it's called The Power of Shove. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, neither of us had any really good ideas for... <laughs> <laughs> that's That's it. But that's it. Neither of us had any... That's on our fucking... If there's a tombstone for careless whispered, that's it. There's a record of this now that's got to be on the internet that we said this. But look, we've got a... a Here lies another dead podcast. We have a sub-segment for Chart Me Up, which is Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe Other Highway. Highway yeah. I've got a sub-segment... Mm. For did Weird Al do it? Mm, okay, yeah. And it's called <laughs> Did Kevin Bloody Wilson do it? <laughs> did yeah. Kevin Bloody Wilson parody this song? No, he didn't. No, but he didn't. if he did, Glory Hole Love. <laughs> for our for our myriad of international listeners out there it, it is a lot over half of our listeners are american it seems. um for for our you'd really think they'd have something better to do wouldn't you, you no no um i hope none of them are in chicago for, I about the stuff about chicago earlier uh for our american listeners go and look up kevin bloody wilson yeah uh, that's a very, very specific Australian reference. Uh, his, his Santa Claus song or, or the, the the telephone operator song, or either of those are probably yeah. good starting points. Good point. starting points. And Rodney Roode while Rodney you're there. Rodney Roode as well. While you're there. Um, but I was always a bigger... If you just want to hear some... Good old-fashioned Australian racism. And, and yeah. There it is. Racism and swearing and yeah, misogyny, yeah. basically. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but uh, It was a simpler time, wasn't it, Gary? It was. It was. I was always a bigger Kevin Bloody Wilson fan than I was a Rodney Roode fan. A little, bit, a little bit more of a deft touch, perhaps. <laughs> or an invisible touch. Hey, hang on. Ah, dear. Yeah, good luck, everyone. Look, we've got the segments rolling. Let's roll mm. into another segment. What does it mean now? Can I get the theme song? <laughs> what does it mean now? Gotta love that mouth trumpet. Oh, actually. I got your mouth trumpet right here. Saturday. <laughs> Must have been the 4th of July. <laughs> You haven't been practicing since the last time you did that. All day. <laughs> oh, yeah. All day. Uh, <laughs> what were you just talking about? Uh, what does it mean now? What does it mean now? Okay. <clears throat> Lay it on me now. You got something for me? Uh, I don't actually... Oh, actually, I do have something for oh, okay. you. Okay. Look, it's a pretty basic song. The lyric's pretty straightforward. Very direct. Yeah. But I, I just wanted to... One line in particular mm. that I wanted to ask you about... Mm. Mm. I'm a man 
who will fight for mm. your honor. Mm. What mm. powerful? How do, yeah. How do you interpret that? I am a man who will fight for your honor. It's powerful. Peter's words, uh, I feel, are heartwarming mm-hmm. uh, there because uh, this is not something you see or hear about in, in today's society. Right. Um, honor is rarely recognizable by many. as It's not prevalent. Mm. Um, interestingly, honor in Japanese society is ancient. One can see this in Bushido. Mm. The Karate Kid has obvious elements of Japanese culture. It, it does. Yeah. So, in my honest opinion, this song has a duality. Wow. You know what? I've never really thought about it that way uh you you um you must have done a deep dive when you're in your research and really thought about this song no 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 that's that's a comment that i read on the genius website oh so my new segment was going to be comment c comment (laughs) sir segments galore new segments galore comment c comment sir so before comment c comment sir Uh (laughs) aha ah so before we started recording, we were chatting about the song, dear listener, and I said, Gary, I got a new segment. Yes. And he's like, okay, save it for the podcast. And then just as we were about to record, he goes, dude, did you see this comment? And I was like, that's the <laughs> comment that gave me the idea. So, man, uh, let's, give, let's give him proper credit. Who, who wrote uh, that? Konkandesi. Konkandesi. This was two years ago. Um what was news to me was that the Karate Kid had obvious elements of Japanese culture. That, you could have bowled me over with it. Particularly Karate Kid 2, I don't remember Did Japan not see the connection. Getting Did not see the connection. Mentioned except for when Mr. Miyagi got the letter from Japan, when they traveled to Japan, uh, when they were in Japan. Besides that, there's no real mention of Japan at all. Do you know what... There's a couple more I want to, in, in comment C, comment sir. Please, let's hear some of the best comments about The Glory of Love by Ed Cetera. I feel like this, after reading this comment, our entire podcast is redundant. Sure. Uh, I mean, it wasn't already? Yes. <laughs> Again. <laughs> it was it. This is far most tearjerker slash powerful tune ever written. Mm. I love Peter Cetera. I remember him from the star group Chicago, mm. but left and did great on his own. Mm. <laughs> Can that be the byline of this episode, please? That's the only uh, description <laughs> of this podcast online is going to be that comment. <laughs> If we switch over to uh, song facts now. Yes. I love Peter Cetera, that wonderful song that was composed by him. I think all my life is dedicated to his songs. Wonderful wisdom from God, but what inspiring is is that whether this song was destined to film shown in it. (laughs) (laughs) And my absolute favourite. Yes. This was also used in an episode of Yes, Dear. <laughs> oh, I feel good. I feel Brilliant. good about the come inaugural, see, come the inaugural uh, uh, episode or section. Comment C, comment sir. Thank you for joining us. <laughs> oh, God. Look, let's Are we marching boldly towards... Uh, the money shot? The money shot. Shall we just... Before we hit the money shot, <laughs> shall we just talk a little... Sorry, look at me rushing towards uh, the money man, shot. As, as always. As always. Yeah. So greedy when it comes to money <laughs> <shots>. <laughs> So selfish. 
Can we talk a little bit about the music video? Ah, uh, yes, of course. I don't, I don't have a lot of info. I couldn't find a lot of info about the video. Yeah, I mean, it, it was very obviously a bit of a promo jobby for, mm. the, for, the, for the film. Um, it's just Ed. Just looking real earnest. Yep. Just looking real Hemingway <laughs> in a dojo. In a dojo. He's, and right towards the end, I, I feel as though his dance moves are pretty strong. They are. They are, actually. Yeah. Yeah, they are. Yeah. He could, yeah, look, man could move, you know? Yeah. And I feel like he is really in touch with the glory of love as he's performing the song in the film clip. <laughs> A morning glory of love, if you will. <laughs> uh, that's... Oh, I'm so glad we spoke about that before we barging boldly onto the, the money shot. Yeah, I don't think there was really much to say about the music video. Let's just go straight to the money shots. I told you, it's always the best part. Gary, money shot. I'll let, look, seeing as you're leading the charge, this this song was your selection, Jeremy. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm. in the last episode, mm-hmm. in the last drunk, very drunken episode, mm-hmm. <laughs> the boys of summer. No, I don't think it. I don't think it showed personally, but anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you haven't re-listened to it, have you? No, I've not. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, look, so th- this song was your selection. Uh, I'm going to let you go first. I'm going to let you relieve yourself of your money shot. Thank you. Um, This song's so good, I can't choose just one money shot. Oh, shit. You're going to have one money shot? then. No, you know what? I can. I absolutely can. Now... Wait, wait. So you're not going to have one money shot, then wait about 15 minutes? (laughs) Maybe have Have an orange juice or something? (laughs) (laughs) Then give us another one. A nap. Um... (laughs) My money shot is 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 probably a little bit. You might not expect this. Mm, okay. Um. I mean, obviously the chorus is fantastic. Of course. The, the, the sort of harmonies in the chorus. It sort of he doubles his voice. Great. I love the sort of bridge, like a knight in shining armor. Mm-hmm. I love the guitar that, that goes into the guitar solo. My favorite bit is the outro. Oh, yeah, because it kind of changes. it all for love. And it gets kind of a bit dark for a minute. Change, it changes It changes the groove. Mm. Like, and it just fades out. That's a very satisfying money shot. Yeah. And we're, we're going to hear that. So well, we're hearing it now playing underneath us. But with each uh, recent episode, I've been playing the last part of the song just to see us out. Yeah, so well, we'll this is a perfect. This is perfect. Perfect. Gary, your money shot. Look, Relieve I, yourself of. I was gonna be. I was gonna say the chorus. I was gonna say the night and sh- shining. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. I do love the delivery of that. Mm. But for me, the thing that I like the most is probably the keyboards at the very beginning of the song. Wow, just that the real chimey. Yeah. You're ready for it. Super simple, and then his voice coming in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really seriously delivering. Yes, yeah. <laughs> earnestly. Uh, Hemingway. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Man, that's that's. We both. So you it. chose the end. I chose the beginning. Yeah. We were kind of yeah. We and kind of speaking of endings, we were kind of um, harbour bridging <laughs> <laughs> Eiffel Tower again. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Speaking of endings, um, yes, here the, it is. What, what a more appropriate place to end the, <laughs> this episode. Than that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> look, it's been nice talking about uh, Ed and oh, his look, classic song, The Glory of Love. Speak for yourself. <laughs> 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 
we'll see you next time. Yeah, we'll see you next time for Extreme. Ooh, that's going to be spicy. Yeah. Another big favourite of mine. More than words. And and you know us. <laughs> there's gonna be there will be. Yeah, yeah, yeah there yeah, will yeah. be. Uh, and we'll, in the next episode, we'll also reveal what the next, well, the next couple, couple of episodes are going to be. So I'm I looking should, forward to that. Yeah, I should probably get deciding. Anyway, until then. I've been Jeremy. Stay glorious. Sweep the legs. <laughs> this is Gary. That's, yeah, that's me. We did it all for pod. We'll see you next time. (laughs) Bye. I got a joke for you. Sure, hit me. What does Mr. Miyagi do to relax? He whacks off. Thank you. And that's the joke, ladies and gentlemen, that made it into the podcast.